You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one as the matchmaking crowns return following ufc las vegas the go home show for the second ufc pay-per-view of the month ufc 286 which goes down this saturday and yesterday marab dewalish really dominates Piotr jan and adds himself as a very interesting wrinkle to this already loaded up Bantamweight title discussion, but I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the prince of positivity, the best friend, and the president of the Pleasure Man fan club, Alexander Kaylee. What's up, AK? Yes, yes, my best friend. Hello. Uh, it yes, the Pleasure Man cometh uh, to Las Vegas. It was great. It was great to see he did not win. We'll, we'll talk about Mr. Anton Turkali, the pleasure Turkals, Anton Turkals, uh, the pleasure man more. But I, I have to tell people, besides that fight, uh, I kind of had the evening off schedule wise. So I watched most of the prelims and then I watched the pleasure man, of course, fight Victor, Vitor Petrino. And then I kind of dipped. I, I I had real life to deal with. Uh, I don't regret it. I, I I and I liked the card on paper. This wasn't one of those cards where I was looking forward to like, oh thank goodness I don't have to cover this one. Like I like this card on paper, and, and hopefully I will get a chance to uh, to rewatch it sometime this week. I will so, this time tomorrow, Mike. I will be in. Uh, I will be on the sunny beaches of Winnipeg, Manitoba, uh, as I head to uh, head to that great province to uh, to see. AW's debut in Winnipeg. So, uh, yeah, I'll have time to catch up, I think. I will have some time to catch up. But, um, yeah, from what I saw from the results, a lot of upsets on the main card. Uh, I think half of the four out of five, four out of six, I want to say. Four out of six, maybe yeah, maybe three out of six, so half. Half, but that's a lot. I mean, already on the main card, that's that's that, that's a lot. And um, some of them were pretty considerable. Like a few, I think Jonathan Martinez, I think, was two to one underdog. Um. What was the Marab other one? Was, was a pretty big underdog. Marab was an over two to one. Yeah, I'm looking at topology plus plus two ten, and uh, Volkov was also an underdog. Not like a huge underdog, but but slight. So kind of an unpredictable card, but also I think the results were very telling. But that's good. I'm, I'm actually again, I, I apologize to everyone. I didn't really see the fights. I saw some highlights. I, I read, of course, the great recaps on MMAfighting.com, and I got a general vibe from social media how certain things went. So I'll speak on it as much as I can. But I do want to talk about what this outcome, uh, you know, as of course we match make for the winners, Mike. But I'm, I'm interested. Some of the losers, what's kind of what direction this kind of sends them in? Yeah, that that's kind of what was one of my big takeaways. Is like I actually am more interested in some in where some of the losers of these fights go, especially the main event. And we'll get there right now because we'll start with the winner, Marab Dewalish Willie. AK, you didn't watch it, but as you know, it ain't always pretty when Marab fights, but. Damn, his style is effective, and this was his best performance top to bottom, more than likely. Piotr Jan had no chance in this fight. He had no chance to get going. Marab just turned his Marabness up to like a 20, and he just dominated, sweeped the cards. It was a massive win for the machine. He was, a lot of the takedown attempts, he was striking very well. He's outstriking Piotr Jan on the feet, which was pretty crazy. The leg kick game was on fire. And he's in a really interesting spot right now with this training partner and confidant. 
Aljamain Sterling is the champion, getting ready to defend against Henry Cejudo, May 8th at UFC 288. We have Sean O'Malley seemingly next in line. We have Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen coming up in less than two weeks. And once again, and I'll just throw this out there because on the post-fight show, everyone's like, oh, Marab's getting the next title shot. Marab's getting the next title shot. And I'm trying to tamper their expectations because this is not our decision. This is not Marab's decision. This is the UFC's decision. And Dana White's going to have something to say about this. And sure enough, after the the pay-per-view that shall not be named, he spoke with the media and kind of threw a little shade on Marab being like, hey, if you want to travel down this road, if you look back at history, this is probably not the road you should be traveling, essentially. But uh, I don't know where Marab goes from here. It's a really interesting place. I have my thoughts. But where are you at with this? What, what, I, I didn't see the Dana comments. Was he alluding to like uh, uh, Marab's fighting style or or the road of I don't want to fight? Uh, I don't want to fight my friend. Which which more of the I don't want to I don't want to fight my friend. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because Dana has spoken many times in the past about guys like I remember there was that time like Josh Koscheck, Josh Fitch, and uh, John Fitch, excuse me, and I, I think Mike Swick and whoever else from AKA was like, oh well, we're just not going to fight each other. And then it's like, okay, whatever. That's your <laughs> listen. That's your problem. Uh, <laughs> it's, it won't be great for your career. So yeah, he's always kind of bristled at that. Um, and somewhat just a, and listen, I, I'm I'm with the fighters obviously, but I understand fans' frustration when they see a lot of good fighters and they just happen to be from the same camp, but they also fight in the same division and they're knocking off other contenders. Marab is maybe the most extreme example we've seen of this. I mean, I think he became pretty disliked, not for anything he did, but because he won that kind of controversial decision over Jose Aldo, uh, which of course sent us down this darkest timeline we're currently in with the, with the otherwise fantastic bantamweight division, the title picture just, I just, I don't think it's what it could be. So I think Marab, uh, people still haven't forgiven for that. And now, again, he has this high-pressure style against against uh, Piotr Jan. And he doesn't have a style that's like... It just doesn't... I think he's frustrated because I don't think people believe he's like necessarily trying to finish his opponents. He's just like... He's, sm- he's smothering them. He's putting the pressure on them. And, and, for, and for me, like... If he's winning fights, that's what matters. But I understand the fan frustration. I understand why Dana also... Like, I think that aspect, like we said, it's the friendship thing. But Dana also probably looks at this guy and is like... Do I want this guy to be headlining pay-per-views? This this super grinder. His best trait is is his uh, is endless cardio, which doesn't exactly pop off the the pay-per-view poster. So, so for me, so Mike, you're right. Marab probably isn't isn't guaranteed a title shot. He's done everything he can to get one, other than not be Aljamain Sterling's friend. So, but I am going to go crystal ball on this one, and it's going to leave another clear-cut contender out of the picture for now. I think Marab will fight Henry Cejudo after... I can't believe I'm saying this. After Cejudo beats Aljamain Sterling at UFC 2. <gasps> I, don't, I don't want this to happen, but I think I've slowly been talking myself into... I mean, from the moment the Cejudo rumor you know, came up of him fighting Aljo. I'm like, that's like a, that's a winnable matchup for Cejudo. Like I, I, I would, at first I was like favoring Aljo. And then I'm like, but obviously Cejudo could beat him just skill for skill. If he's in shape, if he comes back and fight shape, I, I don't know that, that Aljo is a more skilled fighter than him. So I'm going to go crystal ball. I also just want to see Marab fight for the title. So maybe that's how I'm projecting. I think Aljo is ready to change divisions at some point. And again, we're in the darkest timeline. I, I, I'm not a pessimist, Mike, you know, I'm not a pessimist. But there's a part of me that sort of can't deny this this deplorable direction that the title picture has been going in. And I feel like it's been heading to this. 
It's been heading to Henry Cejudo coming back, doing nothing, and then becoming a UFC champion again. We've got John Jones back already. We've got Conor McGregor about to fight. Uh, it's just, you know, let's let's do the time warp again, right? So I think Cejudo is going to come back and win. I think that's how Marab gets his title shot. As for Sean O'Malley, he just has to fight again. I think he fights uh, uh, Cheeto Vera, obviously, if uh, that, re- that rematch happens if Cheeto beats uh, San Hagen. Yeah, I, you know, I love you, AK, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think, uh, dude, Sean O'Malley's fighting for the title. He should. In his next fight. He's going to Sean O'Malley. But he should should have gotten the shot at 288. The fact that he didn't get the shot at 288 is what makes me concerned. That like, But that's also not his fault. That's not his fault. No, it's not at all. It's not not his fault at all. That's what I'm saying. It's not even the UFC's fault. It's it's Aljamain Sterling's fault. 1,000% It is his fault. fault. It is his fault. But it is the UFC's fault. The UFC could have made that fight happen if they wanted to. Well, we know. I think we all kind of understand what the UFC is trying to do here. Um, I think they want to, and 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 I'm only saying, and I'm only saying this because he's talked about it too. I think the UFC one wants to live in a world where Aljamain Sterling is not a UFC champion. I think that's the world they kind of want to live in. And if that means putting the belt back on Henry Cejudo, then so be it. They would rather live in that world. But if Aljo wins, and I'm picking him to win. I think he's going to stick around and fight Sean O'Malley because he's insane he if he doesn't because that's yeah. the biggest bag he's going to get uh, at 135. So why like why move up when that fight is just looming over you? And I also believe that if Henry Cejudo wins, he's also going to go after that bag and get the biggest fight possible because Henry Cejudo versus Marab is not... I mean, that is a, a co-main event at best or like the first of three title fights on a pay-per-view. That is not drawing anything. So... I don't think that happens. I feel for Marab because he is in a situation where I think he could beat pretty much everybody in that division. He's a nightmare matcher for everybody. But the problem is I don't think he has the promotional backing and I don't think he has the appeal to just immediately jump over the biggest star in the division, who is Sean O'Malley. So my pick, and I don't love this, but this is what my what I believe is going to happen. He is going to fight Corey Sanhagen next. Either way, no matter what happens. Because if Sanhagen mm-hmm. wins, you can't just throw Sanhagen. And I know the UFC loves Corey Sanhagen. You can't just throw him into a title fight. You just can't. He's he's coming off a couple losses. You have to slow him down somewhat. So if Sanhagen wins, you do him versus Marab. That's the next contender fight. If Sanhagen loses, this keeps Marab busy because to me... Marab's going to need at least one more win anyways before he gets a title shot, maybe even two. So that's my pick. But again, this division is a mess right now. And until May 9th rolls around, we're really not going to know anything. And plus, we need to see how this Cheeto-Sanhagen fight plays out as well. So Piotr Jan, though, I mean, what a reverse of fortune for this guy. Three straight losses. He's now lost four out of five, which includes a disqualification that cost him the title, two splitties. He arguably won one. I thought he lost the other and then just gets run by Marab Dewalish Willie. So this was actually an easier pick than Marab. There's another big 135 pound fight that we did not mention that is coming up in less than a month. It's coming up in Miami, April 8th. Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez, the winner of that fight, will take on Piotr Jan next. What oh, say we're you? so we're so close to friends forever. You're we're so you, close. You going the loser? I have the going the loser. I, definitely one of those guys. I, I feel like it has to be someone from that matchup. It, it just has. It the timing just works out. If you look at the other names, 
Piotr Jan has fought a lot of them already. I mean, listen, I'm fine with rematches, but I don't think I don't think a lot of the guys he's fought uh, in the top ten. Uh, it, it has been long enough that we need to see him run it back with any of those guys. So it has. I do want to see a fresh fight. I really want to see him fight Adrian Yanez. I think they're two again. They're arguably the two best boxers. I think like in the entire UFC, I'm talking about any pound for pound in the UFC. I think they're like two of the best boxers. Uh, so I, that's like a dream matchup for me. Jan, Jan, Yanez has to happen sometime. Uh, but Rob Font be a great fight too. Rob Font be a super exciting fight, and I'm, I'm certainly not counting out Rob Font against uh, against Adrian Yanez. So I, I think either way, we're going to be right. One of us going to be right, Mike. I think it's going to be it's going to be um, someone from that fight. I don't know the winner. I don't know the loser. I don't know Font. I don't know Yanez. But that's a very logical fight for um, Piotr Jan to take, unless for some reason he decides to take time off. Because you're right, this is a weird. You mentioned when you were talking about Marab that like the UFC, it feels like they don't really want Aljo to be the UFC champion. They were very reluctant to push him on the way up. Remember how long it was? He couldn't even get on the main card for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it wasn't necessarily the worst thing because it was the ESPN era. So I was like, oh, you know, half the time he's fighting on ESPN anyway. What's the big deal? And I'm like, okay. But there was an optics thing where it's like, do they not see him as a main card fighter? Do they not see him as a pay-per-view fighter? And eventually he just won enough. They had to give him the title fight. And there, there's a world, Mike, where that knee doesn't happen. And Piotr Jan wins the fourth and fifth round of that fight. And we don't even have, like, we don't have Aljamain Sterling as a champion. Maybe he fights his way back to a rematch with Piotr Jan, and then he beats Piotr Jan, and we end up sort of in a similar path anyway. But there's a very good chance that this reign just doesn't happen. And Piotr Jan, you know, uh, uh, is still, uh, strings together maybe two or three, four successful title defenses. Instead, we're in this weird muck where, yes, he loses the title via disqualification, he looks great against Corey Sanhagen. I think a lot of people were assuming, man, if he beats, if he fights Aljo again, he's going to beat him. Really tough fight. Did not get walk away with the win in the rematch. And then the shot him out. He's on a three-fight losing streak, three out of his last four. I said, a lot of us said going into this fight, uh, sorry, four out of his last five now. He went into this one with losses in three of his last four, and we said, this doesn't really reflect who Piotr Jan is. Like, his performance, like, you have to watch the fights to understand how good he is. But now when you lose four out of your last five three straight now we have to start asking it is is has he peaked did we see his peak he's not super old was he 31 he's, 30. Yeah, he's around there he's not even old he's not even yeah. that old in fight years it's like tw- uh 20 something 21 pro fights been fighting for less than a decade I, I, I'll say, obviously, just based on that, I don't think he's done. I probably just need, to, again, he might end up taking a break. Maybe just needs some sort of shakeup in training camp. I still believe in this guy as as a top five um, bantamweight. He'll probably still be in the top five of my rankings uh, when we do the next um, full full division overhaul. But uh, I would understand fans having seen sort of him not, not quite able to, whatever, just get over that hump, get over that scoring hump. Um, maybe losing faith, but I think he'll be back. I think we, he, I think there's another Piotr Jan run coming. Could be, yeah. That that knee, him making the decision to throw that illegal knee. If it, that's one of the biggest what ifs in the, his, so in the history of the sport right now. I mean, honestly, he's probably Piotr, Piotr Jan with the run that he was on and the way he was looking in that fight. is probably still the bantamweight champion today if he doesn't throw that knee, which is just crazy to think about. And then even throwing out Adrian Yanez's name when it comes to Marab, if Adrian Yanez beats Rob Font, they are strapping the rockets to him. Like, that's the reason he's getting this fight. How many Bantamweights are getting this kind of an opportunity that Adrian Yanez is getting on a pay-per-view main card in Miami against a top seven or eight guy? If Adrian Yanez wins that fight, 
he is in the mix. Like he's legit in the title mix and he's going to get there real quick. They're going to give him a massive fight, whether it's John or somebody else. They're going to, they're going to strap the rockets to Adrian Giannis if he beats Rob Font. So Rob, really interesting place. I hope he gets a shot eventually, but it's going to be a long road. This is, this has got Benil Dariush written all over it and just be prepared for that. Everybody, this is a Bellator. I can't believe that being friends forever with someone could could actually be the you know be to their detriment, <laughs> their career detriment. It's a, being friends forever is such a beautiful thing. Mike, you and I know this. Uh, some people yes. may never have this feeling. You and I know this, and I'm glad that Marab and has, seems to have this relationship with Aljo. But in this case, it's 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 actually really holding him back. Maybe Marab just realizes that belts are props. Maybe his best <laughs> friend told him that belts are props. Well, the, that prop is uh, worth some money, sadly. So I, I, don't, I, I hope he's I hope uh, Marab's well compensated. Yes. Alexander Ampersand Volkov wins mm. the battle of the Alexanders. He stops Alexander Romanov quickly and easily. I hate to say this, but Jose Young's is right. Romanov looked and fought like a big bag of soup. So I- I'll make this simple since I picked this already. The winner of this fight, uh, I- after Sergey Spivak defeated Derek Lewis, I said he would fight the winner of this fight. So let's just make this nice and easy. Sergey Spivak versus Alexander Volkov. Because Volkov just said, whatever the UFC wants, that's what it will get. And I can see these two guys headlining a really crappy UFC Apex card in the near future. With, with Augusto Sakai versus someone on the in the co-main event. <laughs> For um, sure. <laughs> doing his Las Vegas presidency. Uh, cue the music. One, One. two, three, four. Friends, Friends forever. Easy yeah, pick, Sergei, right? Sergey Spivak—it's the only way to go. There's some ugliness I, I, I would hope would be avoided with um, uh, Spivak is is, is uh, fights out of Moldova. He's Moldovan, but I believe he has some sort of Ukrainian heritage. He's been asked about it before. He's spoken about it before. So I, that's the only one icky thing about it is you kind of bring up this Russia versus Ukraine. But uh, again, it wouldn't be a, a huge deal. It's just something I'm sure it would come up um, a little bit during fight week. But yeah, that's that's kind of just the way to go. Spivak's on the way up. Volkov is neither on the way up nor on the way down. He's kind of just always holding on to this top 10 spot. And uh, good for him. Good for him because I'm one of those people. I, I didn't pick Romanov to like run through him, but I thought he'd be able to. I, Volkov doesn't have like the best takedown defense. So I thought this was like a really solid matchup for, for Romanov to bounce back. And uh, yeah, to, for him to get finished the first round. We're talk, we are Again, we said we've got to talk about some of the losers and asking questions. I don't know what the upside is for this guy now. Clearly some limitations as a striker. Um, the Martin DeBoer fight probably shouldn't have been a draw. You've mentioned this before. But either way, he definitely didn't win that fight. We can definitely say he did not win the Martin DeBoer fight. Um, there's just his his striking is is not where it needs to be. And I don't know what to believe now because I was like, I'm glad he was a, beef, a beefy beef boy again on Friday. 264 and a half pounds, like 20 pounds heavier than um, the fight with Tabura. Not that good. He's caught up back at a more comfortable weight, but arguably looked even worse again we're not body shaming by the way you can look like whatever you want but i mean we're trying to draw conclusions like super muscular romanov didn't look great against tabura and now sort of more natural weight so maybe that's something to do with weight again i think it's a skill thing and uh i don't know where we go we we had him uh outside the top 10 most of us anyway i know one panelist uh had him i think like top five or maybe dropped him after the tabura fight but having like top five at some point and I've always been an advocate. Listen, I, as much as I love seeing guys climb the charts and, and imagining what they could be, <coughs> Jackson Almeida, um, I normally need to see them sort of prove it. And now Romanov has had two 
step up fights and neither has been particularly encouraging as far as um what you know him becoming a future world champion so listen it's heavyweight he's young he's 32 that's like being 20 at heavyweight but I mean, we need to see we need to see a big, a drastic shift in his approach because uh, it looks like his ceiling's pretty clear. I'm not I'm not sure if you're you're with me on that one. Yeah, uh, this is a guy heading into the t- the Tybora fight. I thought I was very confident he would be fighting for a UFC title within the next 18 months for sure, and very good chance of winning it. That's that's how high I was on him. But man, I don't know if there's an injury. There's got to be something. That just that performance was was pretty awful. So we'll see. Maybe maybe he was hurt. Maybe there's something going on. We'll see how he bounces back. But I don't know who who the hell he's going to fight next. But Nikita Krylov, AK, submits Ryan Spann in the first round. He's now in a, a sneaky, under-the-radar, three-fight win streak. And with his what? division being kind of a mess right now, we are living in a world where Nikita Krylov is a player at 205 pounds, AK. What is next for him? I mean, it's not crazy that, like, if Jamal Hill's ready to fight, you know, very, very soon, and he wants to teach, you know, he wants to start racking up title defenses, get those, get those championship checks. It's not crazy that, like, Kurlov is in there. Um, it, I don't think it should be next, but, you know, I, I want to see Yuri. I, I want, I wanted to see, after Jamal Hill won the title, I'm still wait. I was assumed by it's, by, now they would have rebooked Ankalaev and Blachowicz, assuming that's what they want to do. Maybe they maybe they just don't want to rebook that matchup. But I thought that would have at least been discussed by now, and that he would get the winner of that fight. But that hasn't happened yet. Yuri Prohashka, we still don't know when he's coming back. Krilov is right is really right in there. Again, <clears throat> yeah. If Jamal, uh, Mike, if Jamal Hill was like, listen, send me a contract. I want to fight, I want to defend my title, and then the UFC is like within a week to had to find him a, a challenger. It, it would be Krilov, right? Probably Ankalaev. You think they just pick Ankalaev even though it was a draw? Probably. I don't think they're too happy about it. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, think it would be Ankalaev. But Krilov is legitimately like, he doesn't need to, he's, he'd be on the list, right? He'd be behind Ankalaev, he'd be behind Blakovich, but he'd be on the list. Oh yeah, he'd be on the list. That's so weird. Like to me, if Ryan Spann won that fight, Spann was one win away from fighting for the belt. Yeah, and I don't know if Krylov is in that exact same boat, but he's very close. Uh, anyway, so for him, I didn't. Qu- that was my first thought was like, just give him Jamal Hill. But like, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Jamal Hill still can get one of those bigger names at 205 first, whether it be Jan, whether it be uh, Ankalaev, or if hey, you know, uh, a few weeks from now, Yuri's like, guess what? My shoulders uh, healed healed much better than I than I uh, faster than I expected. I can be back by International Fight Week or whatever. And then Jamal Hill waits for him and, you know, waits for that. Because that's a huge fight. I, I think uh, Hill's team would probably want that one over anything, right? We could want the Yuri fight. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't quite, uh, wasn't quite ready to throw Krilov in there. I'm going to go with, uh, by the time Krilov's ready to fight again, maybe Alexander Rakic is back. So I'm with Krilov Rakic. Not like my not like my number one matchup. But, again, this is kind of looking at the rankings. Krilov's fought so many of these guys already. There's certainly some rematches that you could do. But I, I, I just didn't want to go down that road yet. So fresh matchup, uh, Rakic. I'll say this. I mean, if I'm him, I am. I have me or my team or coach or whatever has already been in contact with the UFC and said, hey, I will be on standby for the Anthony Smith Johnny Walker fight. Someone falls out, pick up the phone, call me, I'm in. 
And outside of that, like you mentioned, this is kind of tough because he's already fought pretty much everybody. Like him versus Ankalaev makes sense, but I don't think they're going to do that. You could do the rematch with Jan Blachowicz. That makes sense, but I don't think they're going to do that. So I just landed on Anthony Smith win or lose against Johnny Walker. But this could go so many different ways. So I'm I'm just going to say he fights Anthony Smith next. No matter what happens on May 13th, whenever that fight, May 13th or May 20th, whenever that fight happens, he's just going to fight Anthony Smith. That's a name. You beat Anthony Smith. That means something to the UFC and the matchmakers. So I'll go there, but not confident in really anything at 205 right now. That's that's for damn sure. But that's that's so weird. They have not fought him, uh, Krilov and Anthony Smith. Nope. That's so weird. I swear it's one of those light heavyweight. Match. They've just both, they've both been around for so long. I guess. Okay. Wild, right? Yeah. What a victory for the silence behind the violence, aka Jonathan Martinez getting a decision win in a very close fight against Saeed Nurmagomedov. TSB TV might have a number next to his name in the UFC rankings after this victory. He calls out Dominic Cruz. was very realistic about it. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen, but I'll fight either Dominic Cruz or Davis and Figueredo. And we know Figgy versus Cody Garbrandt is the only fight to make, so we could just leave that right there. Cruz is interesting, but doubtful. So I decided there's only one way to go with this, AK. There's only one way to go for Mr. TSB TV, and Shiloh understands it. Let's gimmick this up, AK. Let's gimmick this up. Because imagine, if you will, if this man who hasn't, who very rarely speaks, graduates from the Dragon to TSB TV to the Nirmaga Madoff Slayer, AK. How no. about he takes a shot at knocking off two Nirmaga Madoffs in a row and you battle Umar Nirmaga Madoff? Let's go! The Nirmaga have- Madoff Slayer. You have snapped uh, the Nurmagomedov <laughs> nemesis, Mike. They'd be huge. The Nurmagomedov nemesis. That is, I mean, if you're just again going up the rankings and ticking off names that make sense, that's certainly the one you would probably get to. I'm looking. Okay, so I would have Jonathan Martinez after. I haven't quite updated my rankings after last night's win uh, over Saeed. I already had him. Oh, no, I had him behind sight. Okay, so I had him a couple spots behind sight. So John Martinez would probably be my 14. Oh, and, and Hafez Ansel just retired. I also had him above Jonathan Martinez. So so he's definitely in my top 15. And then you go up, and like we said, Yanez is booked. Pedro Munoz is booked. Ricky Simone is booked. Or he's fighting Song Yadong, right? Yes. I think so, right? Uh, Dominic Cruz, he's not going to fight Dominic Cruz, I don't think. And then Umar. And then so Umar is like I have about seven spots ahead, but everyone between is booked or they're Dominic Cruz. If you want to move Jonathan Martinez up, that's really like the only way to go. Uh, assuming if you're finding someone who hasn't been matched up. So I went a different direction, Mike. I went with uh, the Pedro Munoz, Chris Gutierrez winner. They're fighting UFC Kansas City on April 15th. So I'm going for like a slight incremental move up. But if you are looking for a big jump up, it's really Umar, and then everyone else above that again is either booked or they're pretty much in the title picture. And I don't think Jonathan Martinez is quite there yet. That's interesting. AK, I love that's you. a good gimmick. That's a good gimmick. I mean, I think Umar would be. I think again, I think Umar right now is the best, maybe the best bantamweight in the world. Uh, so he'd be favored. But again, yeah, right. If you're Jonathan Martinez, fortune favors the bold. Uh, the TSB TV. I mean, that brand. 
if you want to push it, you got to take big risks. Because you're right, he listen. He's not. He's not a guy that's a fire. He's not a fiery guy in the mic. I love it. I didn't. I'm not going. Like I said, I'm going Munoz Gutierrez winner. But that's him and Umar. Boy, that would be something. And Umar would love to. I mean, Umar probably wants a big name, but Umar is also the type. Like, okay, hey, throw something at me. I'm going to make an example out of them. So, well, I mean, we're kind of in the same position with Marab and Aljo because Martinez and Gutierrez aren't going to fight each other. They're like buddies. Gutierrez and that was in TSB TV's corner last night. So, oh wow, see, that's how you know I didn't watch the card. (laughs) <laughs> well, these do these two just trade leg kicks at each other on a on a daily basis. So uh, maybe Pedro Munoz that makes sense. But is dude, Martinez go with get fact, him, dude? Is Martinez yeah. back to X now? Oh, he is with Factory yeah, X. Yeah, he's been okay, he's I'm been there for a while. Yeah, he's been there so for d- a minute. Due to my part, listeners, I have called out uh, fighters. I have called out listeners before for saying, "How could you tell them to fight someone who's in their corner?" Uh, so I guess I have to say Pedro Munoz uh, if he beats Chris Gutierrez. I think if he loses. Peter Munoz might—I don't know—he might get released. He might retire. Dude, just jump, just jump on over. You can, you can hop along. You can no, hop I along to, the no, Umar I, train. I, I have to take my doo doo and uh, and sit in it. So, <laughs> apologize to listeners for that. <laughs> oh man. Well, we let's go to another streaking 135 pounder, aka Mario Batista. He takes on 43-year-old Guido Canetti last night and gets him out of there in the first round. I believe he was the biggest favorite on the card. Some lines had him at like minus 1,100, and he lived up to that. So where does the MMA lab standout go from here in this fun and loaded bantamweight division? Uh, Did I do another doo-doo pick inadvertently? Oh, well, you'll you'll never know (laughs) because I'm I'm not going to read it out loud. I'm going to take it back before I say it. Um, (laughs) First, let me say... When someone asked on Friday, Friday's preview show about like was Benson Henderson getting disrespected because um, Usman Nurmagomedov was a minus like depending where you look like minus like two thousand favorite over him, and I said, listen, you never know what can happen in these things, and I think that I thought it was slightly disrespectful. Throw five dollars on Benson. Obviously, didn't work out that way. Uh, Usman uh, Usman took care of business. If you would ask me the same question about like. And you wouldn't because it's a totally different situation. Guido Canetti is not Benson Henderson. But if you ask me, like, you know, it's some it was a UFC main card fight. And, you know, Guido Canetti's been around. He's an older fighter, but he's shown he can he's coming off two wins. He's on a two fight win streak, and it's like a and his opponent's like minus one thousand, minus eleven hundred favorite. Uh, I would not have said that as being disrespectful. I would have said, yes, it's very accurate, and I would have predicted that it would turn out as it did. So I don't know if I I can't I think on the picks or on the website maybe it's said second round submission maybe i perfect out that but either way listen mario bautista taking care of business it, he's well he's it's time it's time to move him up <sighs> i have to change my pick and mike you probably know already the, the doo-doo pick i had that i won't say out loud now i guess you give him um it's weird because he's he's so clearly talented he just hasn't beaten anyone super highly ranked yet Mike, how do you feel about Sergey Morozov? Sure. Yeah. This this again. This is just what was the doo doo pick? You could tell. I mean, you could say it. You already you'll, established you'll, it. You'll figure it out after the show. People probably know if they're thinking about it for like two seconds. After uh, you, when you have time, you're you're in mid show. Mike, people are listening right now. I think if they think about, it, they're like, oh yeah, he thought matching up this guy was gonna be a good idea. What an idiot! So. It's another teammate. It's another teammate thing. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Well, this one's lazy, and I don't give a crap. 
Give me all things Mario Batista versus Victor Henry, AK. I need to see okay. that fight. That fight rules in so many ways. Uh, that's the one I want to see. Victor Henry, good win over Tony Gravely. He's got the nice win over Hayoni Barcelos. Had a tough one in his in his middle fight. But Mario Batista's had some hiccups as well. Mario Batista got knocked up by Trevin Jones. That has not aged well at all. But, I mean, golly, Mario Batista and Victor Henry. That's a good fight. That's a top 20-ish kind of a fight in a division that top 20-ish is like top 10 in a lot of other divisions. So, yeah, I love that fight. That's what I'm going with after watching those two do work last night. There were 10 bantamweights fighting on on a Saturday's card. Uh, I do wonder how much, how many of these guys will get messed up with one another. It just makes sense if, as long as no one has any, you know, unavoidable long-term injuries. Um, Mike, how over under two and a half, how many of these fighters, how many of these fights do you think end up producing, um, you know, f- f- fights just from guys on this card? Mm, from from Bantamweights or just, just the Bantamweights? Yeah, of the five Bantamweight fights. Do you think we get at least three matchups that are like, you know, Jonathan Martinez versus like uh, like John Martinez versus Victor Henry or or like Davy Grant versus, I don't know, uh, Marab, not Marab, obviously, Piotr Jan, something like that. I don't know. It's not going to happen. But uh, how many of these, how many, how many fights do you think get produced from, from these 10 names that compete? I would, on say, Saturday? I would say two. I would say two? we'll get a okay. combination of two, whether it's okay. winners, I, yeah. winners versus winners or, yeah, I think we'll get two. I mean, a lot of them are very high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them are like just outside the top thirty. So, oh, I should say only nine. Yeah. I'm sorry, since I retired, so I can't count. Sorry, nine. So nine, technically oh, nine. Elig- yeah, I'm sorry, since I retired. So. Two. Yeah, I'll go with two. Okay. Yeah, but now let's go to the. I, I, this is gonna be a tough one for you, AK. I, I, I know the man who. No, defeated- listen. Here's, I like Vitor Petrino. Okay, that's the thing. Yeah. So, right, so I, I said on hurt. Twitter. Yeah, I said on Twitter it was not a pleasure, man. But if anyone was gonna beat. <laughs> If anyone was going to beat the Pleasure Man, I'm glad it was Vitor Petrino because he he's he looks like a lot of fun. I don't know if he's a contender. I honestly don't. Uh, but he's a fun. He, he he's just a fun addition to the light heavyweight division, which again a division that needs some life. Um, again, his what his ceiling is, who knows? But fun guy, great, very plus athlete. Just goes in there with a. He's got a lot of power. I mean, the guy just throws bombs. Uh, I like him a lot. Undefeated. Has he really been tested yet? I mean, he had to show something in that fight. You know, he had to show some. Certainly, you're dealing with a with a wild man in in uh, in uh, Anton Dracaj. But uh, no, I was happy. I was happy for Vitor Petrino as well. I, I like him. So where does he go from here, AK? Again, there's <laughs> that so many was ways my to... reaction. Too. No, it's just he, he's he's a debut, right? It's a debut contender series signing, undefeated guy. Uh, you know, beats someone who wasn't previously technically in the light heavyweight division. Dracaj was coming off that. Kind of weird heavyweight slash catchweight bout um, with with uh, uh, Jelton Almeida. So uh, I went just a little bit up the rankings, and I said him and Maxim Grishin. I think that would be fun. Kind of a stand-up. I imagine that'd be a stand-up battle for the most part. There's a huge experience gap. I understand. I think Grishin has like five times the amount of experience he does. But UFC experience, eh, Grishin's got four fights. Uh, uh Vitor Petrino now has one. I think that's more what the commissions look at. There's a huge age gap, too. I think Vitor is, what, 25, 26, and Grishin is 38? So there's a big age gap there. I think the commission would make the fight. Um, 
and again, it's it's like heavyweight. It's very funky. You're going to end up with weird matches like this, where again you have guys with two or three, uh, sorry, nine nine or ten pro fights facing guys with like twenty five, thirty fights. It's just how this division is. So um, that that's just my pick. But you, I don't know, Michael. You go any direction. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Vitor Petrino versus the Duelist Ihor Petoria. Ah, yes. You know, this guy's fun. Let's let's give him a chance. And if he goes out there and and beats Ehor, he's you know he gets a little bit of a, a little bit of a rub. I think people would would appreciate Vitor for that because the highlight of of Pitaria knocking out Shogun and dancing over him would uh would be played in the build, and I'm sure Vitor would be asked about it a lot. And maybe there's a part of him that feels like he's trying to get one back for for, oh, for the Hall of Famer. Yes, so we yes. got a story here. We got ourselves a story. So I like that one. So let's go to the wild card, AK. We will select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will match make for them now. There's a lot to choose from here, but I landed on something that is just money. But I'm 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 curious what you have to say. Oh, I, I will cede the floor to you quickly because I, I went sort of what you did with Bautista and I just said match match uh, my wild card pick with someone else in the card. Uh, I want Davy Grant versus Victor Henry. Davy Grant is super fun. Ooh. Victor Henry is super fun. Again, this is sort of what I was asking before. Like how many of these names do you think kind of get shuffled and put against each other? I agree. I think we get at least a couple of matchups from the nine bantamweights uh, who've competed on this card. And I think Davy Grant versus uh, Victor Henry could be one of them. So just a fun fight, whatever contender implications, stuff like that doesn't really matter. Who knows? But these guys just listen. They get finishes. They rack up. They put on fight of the nights. They rack up bonuses. So, uh, yeah, throw them in there together. Jed and I have, have talked about this for a long time that the UFC should just do tournaments and it doesn't even need to be like for titles. Just do like a Bantamweightiest Bantamweight yes. tournament with like you could use all of these guys that are on this card. And to do a little Bantamweightiest Bantamweight tournament. Yeah. And who, Mike, you, who is going to complain? Do you watch football? Do you watch football? The soccer? Association. <laughs> excuse me. Association football, sir? Once in a while. Not really. I'm a big I'm a big football head now, uh, as you know, so I speak the lingo. Uh, <laughs> I, so so for I think there's a lot of people out there, at me, out there like me who either don't follow, uh, you know, uh, a soccer or, 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 you know, sort of casually do it. And like one of the hardest things to understand is I, I just understood this this year. And if you're all you footy fans out there, feel free to laugh at me. I, I'm, I'm a dumb North American. I, I, I need a, I need a regular season. And I need a playoffs. That's what I understand. That's how sports works for me growing up. You know, like association football, they do like they have all these midseason tournaments. And they're just like in the middle of the season and they're not even all the way. They're not even and they're just broken up and scattered among the regular season game. Did you know this, Mike? I did not know this. It's so bizarre. So it's like they have their regular season ongoing, and then and then this random weekend, it's like, oh, but this weekend is the the quarter the quarterfinals of this tournament starts, and it's not like the season pauses and then they do the whole tournament. It's they play the okay, here's the quarterfinals this week, and then they play the quarterfinal matches, and then okay, back to the regular season, and then like a month later, here's the semifinals, and then and it's like, oh, but then there's and then and then six weeks later, they play the finals. So the tournaments are broken up. It's so bizarre, and, and I didn't understand this for the longest time. I know people who have been following soccer all their lives are like, yeah, that's how soccer works, dumbass. I, I didn't get it. This is why it took me so long to get into it. It's so, un, it's so like, for me, it's so unstructured and weird, but I guess it's just how the sports works. So I'm with you, Mike. Like, I wish the UFC would do that, or MMA organizations in general. Just have these weird midseason, even, like, four-man tournaments. Like, you won, you won the, Je- the Duval Cup. Oh, they're holding. They have, you have a couple of events in Jacksonville. Duval, Duval Cup winner Marav Duvalishvili. You know, while while he's waiting to <laughs> the title, 
And again, or or if the champions want to, and there was like a, a good cash prize in the line, you you could you could participate in the cup if you want to. So you're like Aljamain Sterling uh, ended the year as as with two title defenses. He won the Duval Cup. Because uh, <laughs> this is what happens in soccer. In soccer, it's like you win the league title and you also won this. Oh, the the, the English Cup or whatever whatever they call this thing. So you, there's all these like multiple like there's the main title and there's all these titles you chase in between. And yeah, it's just fun to win things. It's fun for the fans to say, okay, whatever. Hey, this guy never became a UFC. You know, Marab's not didn't become a UFC champion, but he won a couple of Duval Cups. I mean, listen, he's a great, he's an all time <laughs> great fighter. You know, he would have won the championship if he wasn't friends with Alge. So I, I'm t- I'm so for it. I yeah. I'm. I, what what was your? I didn't mean to break up your 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 term. Oh no, it's there, cool. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the prime energy drink holiday tournaments like just something like do it. That. like who gives yes he, he, just do the, it pri- the pr- prime prime gold medalist yes uh, uh alexander volkov he's a, <laughs> yeah. why not and if it, it makes the and it makes the fighters more money then go for it please more power to them you know i absolutely love it uh my pick is with the flyweights a fight that will guarantee us a flyweight under oh yeah after Bruno Silva like easily got the flyweight under lock of the year so far. Nam. Lock of the year that fight was not going past one and a half rounds. Bruno Silva is just super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we missed him. I didn't realize how much I missed him until he brutalized Tyson Nam last night. My pick is Bruno Silva versus Matchnell, AK. Holy potatoes. Those two are just going to beat the soul out of each other. So that's my pick. Those two are just going to fight, and it's going to be epic. And flyweight under betters are going to win money. <laughs> so there you go. Has that not been? I thought that was booked. I was never booked. My memory. Is I don't so think so. Scattered. Yeah, that's. No, they be haven't booked. fought. That it should, should be, booked. be booked. That's that the fight. That's Absolutely fight. the fight. All right. Uh, do we have any extracurriculars? I, I mean, we could just go right into the list. I, yeah, let's go. Like. I'll, I'll I'll read the extracurriculars as they come along. I did not really have a chance to vet. Uh, some of these listener picks so we'll we'll just get right into it all right do you want to disclaim yeah people just listen i, I just did it uh <laughs> i just did it uh, uh we, we like to focus on people uh you know on handy or no points to people who have somehow made you know uh, were the only ones who sussed out a, a potential matchup it very rarely happens these days but we'll, we'll keep in our eye out again feel free to nudge us if you feel you you have a claim to a not no point and secondly guys just try and pay attention if people have uh have fought before uh, if you're trying to match them up with someone who's already booked this just happens all the time wrong weight class someone who's been released and, and has been gone for a while and of course uh, teammates as i just did uh with with potentially with chris gutierrez and uh, and Jonathan Martinez, so big big whoopsie on my part. Don't do what I did. Don't be like AK Lee. Uh, and of course, in general, put some time to your picks, guys. Just don't 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 give us doo doo. All right, let's do this. John Ray, Carlson Harris versus the Gunnar Nelson Brian Barberino winner. Victor Henry versus Barry Batista. Ariane Lipsky, she looked incredible last night against JJ Aldrich. That was that was probably the performance of her career. Uh, Lipsky versus the Wood Carolina winner, which goes down next Saturday, UFC 286. But Lipsky was a, almost a three to one underdog, man. Yeah, I, and, and I'm and I'm with that. I I, I picked Aldridge to cruise to a decision. I thought Aldridge was going to make easy work of this, but yeah, good for Lipsky. Great stuff. Silva versus Ulan Bekov, Grant versus Phillips, Martinez versus Munoz, win or lose. Krylov versus Smith Span. I think he meant Smith Walker. Cryoff versus the Smith Walker sure. winner. Right, right. 
Volkov versus Tai Tuivasa. Jan versus the Font. Jan is winner. Gerard Duvalishvili versus O'Malley. In any case, Sterling will move up to 145, win or lose. I saw a lot of this last night on the post-fight show. There's no way in hell Sean O'Malley's fighting Marab Duvalishvili, really, unless, unless it's for the belt. And even then, I think O'Malley would be like, eh, maybe I'll see if Marab like fights somebody else and loses, and then I'll go in there. O'Malley, but if you're if, if you're the, out there, if you're out there, uh, and that fight comes out, you tell them, give me five million dollars, and I'll fight Marab Duvalishvili, really, and then you can and then you can sign on. Otherwise, no, yeah, <laughs> don't do it. Volkov versus Spivak, back-to-back Moldovans for him. Nikita Krylov versus Alexander Rakic upon his return, so he's with you there. Uh, sounds fine. The violence versus Umar Namargamedov. Let's oh go. Oh, my gosh. I forgot that Romanov is also Moldovan. I think he's one of those guys I keep calling him Russian. Uh, yeah. That's right. So we've already... Okay, right. He is Moldovan. Okay, right. Go on. Mario Batista versus Javid Basharat. Davy Graham versus Ooh. Kyler Phillips. Victor Henry, Sergei Morozov. There you go. Carlson Harris versus Ian Gary, AK. What do you think about that? Wait, who was the... Say it again? Carlson Harris versus Ian Gary. Carlson Harris. I thought I heard Carl Williams, and I'm like, I don't think they're the same one. <laughs> uh, Carlson Harris versus uh, Ian Machado Gary. Yeah, that's a good... T- yeah, that's that's a good... There, there's a lot of good mid-tier tests for Ian Machado Gary. I think Carlson Harris is, is certainly one of them. I, I wish I thought of that last week. I said the winner the winner of this. I guess I didn't know that Carlson Harris would still be fighting on yeah. the card. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, good pick. Bruno Silva versus Tim Elliott. Fun fight. Drew Hilty... I don't know what to do with Marab, really. Have to see what's going on with Aljo O'Malley Cejudo. My guess is Marab versus the Cheeto Sanhagen winner. Perhaps. Jan, if I saw that I want to get your your opinion on this. I'll mm-hmm. go to this last. Volkov versus Jailton. Fast track him. I need the possibility of Jones versus Jailton. Kinda do do because Jailton's fighting Jarzini Rosenstrike. Yes. Martinez versus the Song Simone loser. Batista versus Barcelos, Petrino versus the Duelist, Ihor Pretoria, Victor Henry versus Javid Basharat is the perfect test for Bash. The other one is Piotr Jan dropping to 125 if he can make it because he's not getting a title shot at 135. His magic wand pick is Piotr Jan versus Manel Kopp, win or lose against Alex Perez. Now that fight would be great. I just don't know if Piotr Jan, Piotr Jan was looked bigger than Marab in there last night. Yeah, Marab I don't know if he can make one twenty five. Sure. I don't think it's possible. And, and by the way, I also don't think. Oh, I think Marab. I think uh, uh, Marab sort of talked about that possibly going back, going down in the event that Aljo sort of like sticks around at one thirty five for another year. Yeah, I could see uh, Marab going to one twenty five. I can't see. I don't yeah. think Piotr Jan can get there. But there's no way it's ideal for Marab. Like I think he is at his ideal weight class. Like, yeah. I think he could make one twenty five. I just think it would be so rough for him and we wouldn't see the best version of him. So why, why do it? Right. Like, I don't know. I don't want to see either guy drop to 125, but that's, listen, this is what happens when, when the, the top of the division is so screwed up right now. Yeah. Let's see. Toby. Uh, let's see if we have anything new. Jan versus Cruz. Uh, Romanov versus Olenek. Is he still around? I, I still don't. I don't think he officially retired. I, I have to, is he gone though? He sure. Oh, is he released? Um, that I don't. Remember. I know. I believe he was listed on the. You know, oh, he got you know the roster watch. I think there was definitely a roster watch thing. Mm, we said okay. Sorry, we reported this. Our our, our man Damon. He was removed from the raw. He completed his contract. He did, he did complete his okay. contract. So okay. technically a free agent. You know, not necessarily gone, gone, but he is a free agent. Could come back. Could come back. Could come back. Krylov versus Jan two. Uh, Pacino versus Linz. 
Williams versus Espino. Oh, boy. Yeah, that would be... I think that would be kind of a rough night for Mr. Williams. Where is Juan Espino? That's a great question. When Grand- did... Oh, I t- okay. I was trying to... Uh, this is the second time you guys mentioned Krilov, Blahovich, too. And I was like, when did they first fight? Almost six... Five and a half years ago. Jeez. 2018, yeah. Grant versus Casey Kenny. Aware, aware is Casey Kenny. I... I- Apparently yeah. he's going to try to come back this year. That's a fun fight. That'd be a good one to come back to. Josh Frem mm. versus Jacob Malkoon. Victor Henry, Kyler Phillips. Lipsky versus Natalia Silva. I believe Natalia Silva is... I don't think it's official, but I think she's got something cooking for May. So we'll hold out for that, but I'd watch the hell out of it. Nam versus Tyra. I still kind of want to see that fight at this point. Silva versus Chanel. Gooden versus Fialo, Harris versus Renat. You know what's crazy is you said Fremd versus Malkoon, and I felt nothing. <laughs> like my soul left my body for a moment. Like I, I, it's such a weird. Like I, first of all, great job, Josh Fremd, uh, uh, taking on a, a big underdog against a, a, de- a debuting guy, pretty hyped debuting guy from uh, from Contender Series with a with a checkered pass. So way to go, Josh Fremd. Um, like. It's rare, like anytime you we we're going through these listener matchups, Mike. Something like every, anytime we re, like, I'm not going to react this way, but like something twinges, like in my mind is like, oh, good, bad, cool. Like a word pops up. You said friend Malcoon, and I experienced Zen. I experienced it. My mind, like people, you know, people always say, oh, you can, can you, can you, can you, can you blank your mind and think of nothing? And it's like impossible. It's impossible. You're always going to be thinking of something. You said friend Malcoon, and I just felt the void in a good way for. <laughs> Like a split second, but a split second that felt like eternity, and I was at peace. <laughs> what is, I don't know, I, like what a weird matchup that like will probably happen, and I just have no thoughts about it. It's like oh, Bram it's like a thing. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry, I went a little off departure there. Uh, I, I felt no- and I felt nothing. Wow. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go to Marcus, Davy Grant, Daniel Santos, Mario Batista, Cody Garbrandt. Surprise! I don't know Botsy. I didn't see Botsy call, call anybody out, but that actually would have been a really good call out for Cody. You like that? Oh, for, oh, good for call Bautista. out. Yeah, is it a good fight? I don't know. I think, but I think Bautista no. like clears him. Yeah, because Cody's going to fight. And Cody's going to fight Davis Big Raider. Yeah, so yeah. why is this even coming up? Okay, Petrino versus Nega Mariano. Jonathan Martinez mm-hmm. versus Javi. A lot of Martinez Basharats. You have very high on Basharat. I'm super high on Javid. So tough. That's a tough. Uh, but listen, listen, Jonathan Martinez, I think he, like we said, he was the underdog against uh, uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov, right? Not like two to one, but close to two to one. So yeah, and listen, you're saying, so he's, he he could be a real spoiler at Bantamweight. He could be a real spoiler in this division. Yeah, he could he could hurt a lot of up and covers. He likes Krylov versus Roundtree. I actually like Span versus Roundtree a lot. That'd be a yeah. nice little bounce back. Uh, he likes John Cruz. Wow. How about this? Going right back to it. Marab versus Umar Nurmagomedov. After that win over Piotr Jan. Hey, Marab, great job. Now you have to fight Umar Nurmagomedov. I was going to ask you, Mike, because Aljo has like the sweetest gig uh, at 130 uh, of the UFC champs because he has his bodyguard. Yeah. And there's a chance he would never have to fight Umar if 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 if, if uh, Marab is able to beat Umar. Uh, again, I think Umar is the best, but I think Marab is a tough matchup for anyone at 135 pounds. When you have that level of cardio, I mean, you're just going to be a problem for everybody. So uh, maybe he just keeps playing his bodyguard role and keeps Umar away from Aljo. Because again, if you're if you're me, man, I'm picking Aljo to beat almost everyone. Uh, and that includes Aljamain Sterling. So uh, maybe Marab just step in there, take that bullet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
I, that'd be just crazy. He goes out there and just washes Jan, and then he has to fight Umar, like a win away from fighting for the belt. That's crazy. Tino Alvarez, uh, Harris versus Malat, Silva versus Ode Osborne, Lipsky versus Jillian Robertson if she beats Pierre Rodriguez, Henry versus Basharat again. Wow, everyone likes this one. Frem versus Soriano, Williams versus Pogues. Oh, can you imagine how bad that fight's going to be? Holy smokes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fight night co-made event right there. Apex. Oh, that's that's really terrible. Petrito versus Prashio. Batista versus Grant. Martinez versus Umar. There you go. Krylov Rackage. Volkov to Ivasa. Rob versus Corey Sanhagen if he beats Chito Vera. Robbie Ryan. Good day, fellas. Martinez versus the Munoz Gutierrez loser. We already established won't be Gutierrez. Okay. Yeah, so Munoz. Yeah. Span versus Walker 2. Walker's booked versus Anthony Smith. So did Span and Walker? Yeah, they did. Uh, mm-hmm. Volkov, Spivak. Ideally, Marab should fight Vera Sanhagen winner to establish next title contender, but it sounds like he intends to sit out until after Sean O'Malley fights Aljus Huda winner. That will likely be over a year from now. Perhaps Figgy in the meantime. I don't think Figgy's going anywhere near that fight. Chris London. Holy hell, the machine. Hope they continue to do smaller venues like that and get out of the apex. I did like the the flow of the theater at the Virgin Hotels. I did like that. Jan versus Figgy. Romanov versus Almeida. That's kind of doo-doo because Almeida is booked against Jarzinho. Krylov versus Smith. Smith is booked versus Walker. But I picked that fight too, so maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll give you a break. Span versus Menafield. Now, that would be interesting. Two guys who have trained together many times. I believe Menafield is no longer part of the Fortis MMA squad. He's over with uh, Pat Berry and company. So that could be fun. Little little uh, former team, little team split action. That could be fun. Yeah, I like that. You mentioned. Oh, sorry, I was going to wait for you to finish because I want to talk about um, Jelson Almeida. As always, sorry, is that the end of this person's picks? No, there's more. But oh, I'm sorry. Wrap, wrap that up, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll come back. Uh, Jonathan, another JMR versus Umar Saeed wow. versus Saeed versus the Shore Amir Khani winner. So Saeed's going to move up to 45. That's a weird. Yeah, I don't think that's a, that's a doo doo pick. Well, Shore's so. up. I mean, this is new. Shore's moving up to one forty five. He's a feather. It's not now. new. People should know by now. We reported <laughs> this like like eight months ago. But there's been injuries. Shore hasn't fought in a while. Oh, man, come on, man. And Amrakani's not a fan to wait. So <laughs> there's no excuses here. Williams versus Mays. Uh, Batista versus Stamen. Ah, oh, another doo doo. Stamen's booked May thirteenth. Douglas Silva de Andrade. Mm. Uh, Jared Gooden versus Blood Diamond. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll read these last picks and then you can go. Dad Jackson, David Grant versus Cody Garbrandt. You like that? Uh, sorry, who, who versus Cody Garbrandt? I'm sorry. David Grant versus Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, fine. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand you. <laughs> Figgy's, Figgy's a bridge too far because you don't want him to get hurt, but David Grant, who just lights people up, that's okay. I, love I mean, that could at least, uh, I, I, I think he has a chance against Davey Grant. I, I think Figgy is like going to be. I think like he has a chance a, against Figgy. I don't know if he, I think he has no chance. I don't think there's a world <laughs> where Cody Garbrandt beats Davison Figueredo. Oh, man. I hope they make that fight just so I can go on the preview show and pick Cody Garbrandt to win. I also and... want to see this. I also want to see this fight happen so that you could, you could feel bad. <laughs> annihilates him and you're like why did i ask for this oh <laughs> why did no I, I, I actually am openly rooting for this fight to happen now because now we have to know we have to know 
Bautista versus Saeed, Martinez versus Cruz, Krylov versus Roundtree, Marab versus Cejudo. There you go. Okay. You're up. Oh, that's, that's, that's all those? That's all, okay. all my picks. All my picks. So I wanted to mention uh, uh, one that came up, Jelton Almeida, and uh, getting picked a lot. And we were like, oh, we had to remind people he's fighting Jairzinho. You know what, Mike? I'm lifting our... I'm lifting our uh, our thing on on saying like, listen, you shouldn't book someone to throw in a fight because I like. But Chelsea Almeida, you just assume he's going to win whatever fight he's in next. <laughs> so guess what? He's a free pick. He's a free pick. I don't care if he's fighting like next week and someone says like, oh, Chelsea Almeida, and don't mention like Chelsea Almeida if he beats whoever, whoever. You know what? If you pick Chelsea Almeida, I, you're probably with me, and you just assume he beats everybody. So yes, you can <laughs> people. Don't if you're making a Jelton made up selection. Don't even look ahead to see if he's booked. You're right; he's probably going to win anyway, and and can fight the uh, the fighter of your choice that you're picking for. So, all right, I did not. Uh, Mike, did you read out uh, Marcus, our, our our graph sending pal, Marcus? I don't know if I heard you. I did. We had back to back graphs. Okay, they back to back graphs. Toby and Marcus like, both did graphs. What? They're using the same like format, or they have different kind of graphs. Different kind of graphs. Uh, I didn't read all of Toby's because he literally match makes for everybody. Uh-huh. It was, like any UFC fighter that's even in attendance got match made for in his graph. So. <laughs> Thank you, Toby. <laughs> yeah, we love uh, you. Okay. I'll go to the Instagram first. Mar- uh, Matthew Jamezi. I haven't heard from this young man since last summer. What's up, Matthew? Uh, oh, no. So he did. Oh, he did the doo-doo with me. The, the double, this is a double doo doo. Double doo doo? It's a double doo. John Martinez, so not, he, he didn't even say versus like Gutierrez, Page Munoz, you know, winner or loser. He just said Martinez versus Gutierrez. Ah, uh, doo 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 uh, Hey, Jamezi, don't worry. We're, we're, we're sitting in that doo doo. Come, come, come plop right down next to me, buddy. We're sitting in that doo doo together. Uh, Krilov versus <laughs> Anthony Smith, who was fighting Johnny Walker. Uh, Volkov tied to Avasa. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I know that one keeps coming up. I'm cool with that. And Marab versus Vera Sandhagen winner. Sure, sure. Martin Grisham is with me on Krilla versus Rakic. Uh, Romanov versus Chris Dawkins. Yeah, that might be the right move for him right now. Chris Dawkins, I don't think, is booked, right? Not from what I can recall. That might be the right move for him now. And then some others that have already been read. Uh, our pal Michael Conifrey, Otno and MMA Fighting Memes. I want to read. I'm back. Haven't had any time to listen to the podcast this semester. Michael. No excuses. Play like a champion. Uh, he also likes Carlson Harris versus Ian Machado. Gary. Uh, not going to lie. I thought Mike was completely within reason to throw Garvranta Figgy. Cody needs to shit or get off the pot, as Mike Let's once eloquently go! put it. Uh, but if, if you think that's too much, I think Henry would make a Victor Henry would be a good matchup for Cody Garbrandt. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm more with that. Davy Grant versus Howney Barcelos. Fight of the night written all over it. Would like to see Mario Bautista fight Ricky Simone if he loses the song to the two most powerful wrestlers in the division. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. The two most powerful wrestlers in the... Bantamweight has a lot of good wrestlers in it. The two most powerful... Mike, what do you think of that statement? Mario Batista and Ricky Simone. The two most powerful wrestlers in the division. The bantamweight division. Yeah, I think... That's a Aljo, lot of... They're up Rob, there. Henry Cejudo, the gold medalist, might have something to say about he's that. Te- yeah, he's technically back, exactly. Maybe maybe he's excluding... You know, not technically... You know, He hasn't fought yet. He's not back yet. Um, Umar is a very good wrestler. I mean, uh, we talk about Umar as a great striker, too. He's a very good wrestler. Very, very good. That's I like that though, but that's bold, Mike. Uh, Michael Michael Conifer, I like that. Respect. Uh, Matt Bradbury. Let me see what we got here. Ariane Lipsky versus Marina Moroz. Another uh, Javid Bashrat's name coming up again. This time for Davy Grant. 
Uh, Jonathan Martinez versus Fontiandez, loser. Krilov Blachowicz, two. By the way, I apologize, people. I've pronounced Jan Blachowicz's name five different ways since we started the show. It's one I can never get right, and I don't know why. I will I will pin that down. Mike, what, how do you say it? It's, Bla- it's Blachowicz. Blachowicz? You say Blachowicz. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to have to go back and listen to some people saying it. If John Anik says it, then I follow it. He says Blahovich. He says Blahovich. The Blahovich it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, and again, a lot of the same pictures we've already had. All right, let me hop over. We've got one email from our pal Tristan Gordet. Piotr Jan versus Song Simone winner, April 22nd. Bruno Silva versus Alan, Alan Nascimento. Uh, you mentioned this. I don't know if this is possible. Ariane Lipsky versus Natalia Silva. Silva might be booked. Josh Fremd versus Joseph Holmes. Somehow that gets more of a reaction for me than jo- Josh Fremd and uh, Malcoon. I don't know why. Victor Henry versus Mario Batista. Thank you, Tristan. Uh, let's go to the Twitter machine real quick here. Oh, I like this from Chris Dragon Slayer 2. Always just sends me one pick. Carlson Harris versus Matthew Semmelsberger. That's it. Uh, cryptocurrency wanted to know. Mike, did they show your tweet on the air? Did you catch that? I did not. Okay. He said, did they just show Mike's tweet? I, 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 what, do, do you remember tweeting anything provocative? Maybe during the main event? Was there anything? Did you have a take? Did you have some sort of tidbit fight take? No, just that Barab. Barab was, was rolling and that, uh, you know, maybe there was like a little, there was some like inside a, baseball pot yeah. shots. Because like there were some okay. people that were actually, he, he, he tried to explain it as he was just like trying to get a reaction, but there was somebody, there was a media member who was scoring the fight for Piotr Jan very publicly. And so I would be like, it is clear as day for the one from Rob, uh, just kind of as a reaction, but I don't know if that made it on. I had better tweets, uh, than that. The pleasure man walking out to sexy back was probably my best tweet of the night, but (laughs) it may have gotten on there, but I don't care Uh, if I'm on the broadcast. There are a lot of people who really care if they're, Oh, I know. I know. Personalities uh, change once those cards start. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> this fight is a banger. Hashtag UFC Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. I'm not going to. I'm not calling anyone out, by the way. Uh, this came at 8, 12 p.m. I assume that's around when the main event rolled started or. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to it see. Could Here's be. Here. I, I, got, I see. I'm now fascinated by this. So, oh, this might have been it. You tweeted. Oh, no, no. Oh, you tweeted. Yeah. Sheesh. Alexander Volkov just ran over Alexander Romanov and made it look effortless. That could have been it. That could have been, been it. That could have been it. And then you had a few. Yeah. You had a few tweets about the uh, during the main event. So, uh, yeah. So I, I think it was maybe the, the, the Romanov one. Okay. And answers that question. Dax at Pike Putt. I would hate to see Romanov fight Sakai, but that's what's going to happen. Unless it's Las Vegas residency. That's a great choice. I'd love to see uh, Bruno Silva. I would love to see Bruno Silva, <laughs> either the 125 or 185 version, fight Matt Schnell. <laughs> I'd love to see Matt Schnell fight Blandado Silva. That would just be bizarre. That's great. Uh, uh, Dumas is not a good thing, but what can you expect anymore? Okay, yeah, well, listen, he he uh, unsuccessful in his first fight. So if anyone was praying for his downfall, you got a little uh, little bit of a uh, charge there. Hayes with third, always writing a lot. Okay, I'll read a bit of Hayes here. Marab, wow, what an impressive showing. His card is insane. I'll go ahead, give him a prediction that Henry beats Sterling, and I think Marab will get the next title shot at Henry. That's right, Hayes. Uh, friends forever. I agree. Let's see what else he got here. Martinez, I thought uh, Saeed edged out, but it was very close. Great fight overall. It was definitely impressed with TSB TV, as Mike called him before. I actually like the Cruz call out, but there are other matchups I like more for Cruz. So I'll go with uh, Song Simone Leaser for Martinez. Petrino Paduria. Mike, this might happen. We're hearing a lot. You said it. A lot of people are recommending it. 
Uh, Silva Sumarerchi. I think the Schnell matchup makes more sense, but that would be a fun one. I don't think it's yeah. Alex McAdam. Lipsky versus Molly McCann? This sounds so familiar, but I don't think it's happened. Was booked? Was there's it? too many fights. I don't. There's too many fights. Yeah, that might have been at one point, but I like that fight. There's too many or fights. Or if, if they don't do Molly versus Jazz and Jazz Devizius, then I'm cool with Molly versus Ariane. Oh, okay. MMJ. Right, right, right. Uh, Vitor Petrino, Philippe Lins. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. Again, very, very apexy fight. Uh, just book, book it for the apex, no problem. Uh, Romanov versus Ivanov. He's still. I hate. When, I hate when I have to ask this because it sounds so mean. But like, he's still in the UFC. That's a great question. He's probably on like a four fight win streak. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I, just, <laughs> I don't. Know. He's Blagoy. Yeah, he's 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 messing around somewhere, isn't he? He. What happened? He was. When was this? Oh, oh, this. Oh, wow. His his uh, maybe. entry. I'm sorry. Look at his Wikipedia entry. It is so outdated. So, uh, yeah, I believe Blagoy is still still. He hasn't he's fought lost, since. Uh... He's lost three out of four. So wait, he just fought. He fought Marcin Tybora on that. Uh, I believe the Derek. Lu- oh yeah, it was on the Derek. Five Lu- weeks ago. Card. Yeah, that was the. Uh, yeah, that was like the heavyweighty heavyweight fight. Yeah, I was gonna say like two in the morning before no the main record. event. I have no recollection of this. Thank you, Alex McAdam, for reminding me. Ramon Ivanov to totally happen. If you don't remember it, it's literally like if you could imagine what that fight looks like, that's exactly what the fight was. And Martin yeah. Tybura won. I don't remember it. And yet, now that I'm thinking about it, the imagery <laughs> is vivid in my mind. Uh, Thomas Collins, Volkov versus Derek Lewis, too. Yeah, I'm amazed they haven't just tried to make this one happen. Maybe neither guy's interested. Uh, because, yeah, I was actually just rewatching that fight and I'm like, Derek Lewis was 10 seconds away from losing, and it was so cool how he came back. Uh, I'm into that. Oh, Mike, what do you think of this? I don't like this, but I don't know what to do with this guy. Davy Grant versus Raul Rosas Jr. if he is victorious at UFC 287. Hmm. Like My first thought is too soon, but maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I need to see how he fights Christian Rodriguez first, and then I'll I'll make my decision. Yeah. But I, yeah. my my gut reaction right away is that it's too soon, and I don't want to see it right now. Maybe uh, maybe another fight, maybe like two fights from from then. But yeah, we'll see how he looks. If he just kills Christian Rodriguez and this fight's not competitive at all, then sure, I'm in. Step up time. Uh, Irene Lipsky versus MDLR, Montana De La Rosa, Victor Henry versus Stamen, Douglas De Silva, DeAndraj, winner. Look forward to the show. Thanks, Thomas. And we're closing out with our pal Barry O'Reilly. Also has quite a bit to write. So thanks, Barry. Happy Sunday. Let's go Celtic. That's right. Shout outs to uh, Alistair Johnson getting a big assist in uh, yesterday's 3 nothing win. Uh, <laughs> Mike, did yesterday's venue give you old school kind of ECW vibes with the walkouts and the wooden floor around the octagon? It was Monday Night Raw oh. at the Manhattan Center vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved yeah. it. I loved it. Was that not the same venue that ECW ran occasionally? No. Same, no, same, kind, ran, of, same kind of, same kind yeah. of like looking venue. Okay, right, right. Not the they same ran venue. the uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yes, Hammerstein Ballroom, of course. Uh, so yeah, Barry, you're not you're not inaccurate. It did. There was a weird sort of uh, uh, pro wrestling smaller venue vibe to loved it. it. Loved yeah. it. <laughs> Carlson Harris versus Mike Malott, Bruno Silva versus Suma Deirji. Uh Let me skip ahead here. Josh Friend versus Julian Marquez. Wow, step up in competition. Big step up in competition for Friend. 
teammates. Uh, but they are team. What are they really? Marquez at Factory X now. I know so little about Josh Friend, except that I wish his name. Oh, he was right. his nickname is the Big Yins. <laughs> not a play on friend. I'm not your friend. I mean, the best friend. There's oh, he could have he could call, he calls himself the best. It's like a double nickname. It's like oh, I'm the best, and also I'm the best friend. Josh, you love that. You're really missing out. He's a good dude. I, I like Josh a lot, but yeah. Uh, after the James Krause situation, Julian went to Factory X. Ah, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, I did not know that. So uh, Barry, listen, I'm with you in, in uh, thinking that that fight was was possible. Uh, Carl Williams versus Parker Porter. Sorry, Mike. This is another winner go home fight with Porter's job on the line. If he can hold on and survive the wrestling in the first round, he should be able to outlast and beat Williams. Uh, Mike, if you lost that fight, you think that's it? That's the last you see of Parker Porter? No, he's got. If anybody has job security in in the UFC forever, it's Parker Porter. I mean, that guy. I mean, how could you not love that guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't hate it. Parker's probably a little higher than that, but yeah, that'd be a grueling rule fest between those two guys so <laughs> that might be the inaugural heavyweighty heavyweight title fight right there Petrino Poteria boy that is a popular pick uh, Jonathan Martinez Barry 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 so he likes Bautista Chris Gutierrez and Jonathan Martinez Ricky Simone again great picks Barry you got these guys are booked Gutierrez is booked against Munoz Simone's booked against Song come on Barry come on Barry come on please great matchups but great match very likely matchups that will happen with, with those guys win but Gotta be, we gotta be specific here. Uh, Krilov versus Rakic, yeah, again, that's where I landed too. Volkov, Tuibasa. Volkov's fought nearly every heavyweight, gives him a chance to be in a biggish name, while Ty would regain a lot of credit with a revenge win over a Russian shore. And Marab, Dewalishvili versus Umar, Nurmagomedov. I am with Jed. Marab is effective, but not entertaining, and shouldn't necessarily be punished for that, but. He shouldn't be punished for the uh, Aldo, but he shouldn't be punished for the Aldo fight. Want to see what he can do against someone with a Dagestan background. To quote the to quote the Usos, I've been down for this fight since day one ish. So there we go. Uh, WrestleMania, we're only a few weeks away. It's very appropriate, Barry. So thank you, everyone. That that's uh like that's it. That is it for the picks this week. I listener picks. All right. Well, uh, next week we'll be live again. We were just Whoa. live. We were just what? live a week ago, and now we're gonna be live again because. Another pay-per-view. Two pay-per-views in three, two weeks, 14 days. It's happening. UFC 286. The UFC heads across the pond to the UK. Jose Youngs, our own Jose Youngs, is heading across the pond probably by the time you hear this. He's already traveling on over to London for coverage of UFC 286. The good news is AK and I will be back Sunday morning to do on to the next one after UFC 286. But the good news is we'll be a little more well-rested because... The main card starts at 5 p.m. Eastern, which I freaking love. Whoa. Isn't that... Did you not know this? Pip, pip, cheerio. That's what I got to say about that. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm very so excited. Sorry to our English listeners. Yes. 1 p.m. Uh, prelims start at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, and then 5 p.m. Eastern main card. Of course, the main event, Leon Edwards, Kamara Usman, three for the welterweight title. Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazeev. That fight absolutely rules. That's Amazing. the co-main event. Featured bout... Welterweights, Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barbarina. Main card fight, 125 pounds. No longer Joanne Wood versus Luana Carolina on the main card. The UFC made the right call here, and it's, it's undebatable. The return of Casey O'Neill versus Jennifer Maya has been bumped up to the main card. 
The opening main card bout, Marvin Vittori versus Roman Delize. Big one at 185 pounds. Jack Shore, Makwan Amir Khani. We have Chris Duncan, Omar Morales, Sam Patterson, Yanal Ashmas. Mohamed Bakhayev versus Jafel Filo. Lerone Murphy will be fighting after all. He will fight Gabriel Santos. Christian Leroy Duncan versus Dusko Todorovic. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have a Chris Duncan and Christian Leroy. Christian Leroy Duncan I'm familiar with. Uh, we have yes. Christian Leroy Duncan and Chris Duncan. We sure do, AK. No, we sure do. No, yeah, you can't do. do. You can't just do that. Chris Duncan, the lightweight. Christian Leroy uh-huh. Duncan, the middleweight. This is like a Bruno Silva, class? Bruno Silva situation. Higher weight class, more letters to the name. Oh, I'm not. Familiar. Chris Duncan's fought for Bellator. I am not. I do not recall this and fought a contender series. Wow, I don't recall any of this. Okay, I apologize to the Scottish Chris Duncan. For not knowing your game. Uh, congratulations on making your UFC debut. So again, I'm much uh, more familiar and high on uh, Christian Leroy Duncan. But okay, cool. That's going to be super confusing for the broadcast. It's going to be great. I love it. Jake Hadley, Malcolm Gordon, Joanne Wood, Luana Carolina is on the early prelims now. Jai Herbert versus Ladovic Klein. That fight just is not going to the cards. And the opener, the curtain jerker for UFC 286. Women's flyweight matchup. Veronica Masato or Macedo, excuse me, against Juliana Killa Milla. What First a weird... fight since uh, since the Ultimate Fighter. That's a weird fight yeah. to have on a London Ultimate card. Fighter, Ultimate Fighter thirty champion Juliana Milla. I would have loved to have seen that like on a fight. She should be on a fight night main card, uh, not on the early prelims. And so uh, the prelims. What time do the uh, earliest prelims start, Mike? Do we know? I believe 1 p.m. Eastern is wow, when they start. that's a weird time. Well, anyway, tune in for Juliana Miller. Um, Veronica Macedo fighting for the first time in three years. I just thought she was, I just thought she was done. Yeah. I, she was, I guess she was retired briefly, but she's back. Okay, cool. That's a yeah. very, that's a peculiar, I really need to tune in for that first fight because that is a peculiar, I have no, I think it's like, I, I have to imagine uh, Miller's a massive favorite, but boy, I don't know what direction that fight's going to go in. <laughs> Well, let's take a gander. Well, well, let's just do it right now. Let's take a, yeah. take a gander. Uh, Juliana Miller, minus 450, AK. You were, yeah, you, I would you, think you so. You were right on the money. Again, she looked great on Ultimate Fighter, looked great in the finale. And again, fighting someone who hasn't fought in three years? She is okay. the... She's tied for the third biggest favorite on the card. Uh, obviously, Muhammad Mahayev is the biggest favorite, minus 800. Uh, Jack Shore minus five fifty favorite against Makwan Amirkani, and then Juliana Miller, Juliana Miller minus four fifty. Uh, Gunnar Nelson minus four hundred against Brian Barberina. So we get some. Uh, who's uh, we get some who's shock favorite? here? Who's favorite in the main event? Uh, Kamar Usman as of right now minus two forty five. The comeback on Leon Edwards plus two hundred five. Wow, wow, that's wild, right? What do you think? I mean, take I, a guess out. It. Take a guess on what you think Fazib Gaethje is right now. Gaethje is favored? No. No. I have no guess then. I don't know. Raphael Fazeev, depending on where you look, as high as a minus 260 favorite against Justin Gaethje. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Justin Gaethje. Isn't that crazy? His, Mar- Martin he, Vittori, uh, minus 275 favorite against Roman Delize. Casey O'Neill, minus 185 favorite against Jennifer Maya. That's probably where I would put it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, any other weird lines? Jake Hadley, minus 375 against Malcolm Gordon. That seems, that seems a little cray. Like I like Jake Hadley a lot, but minus three seventy five against Malcolm Gordon. That what did seems... you say? Makayev was again. Makayev must be like minus eight hundred. Only. 
<laughs> that's actually like that should be in the in the 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 yeah Bautista uh, Canetti range. That's gonna that, that, that's probably gonna get juiced up. That's probably gonna get juiced up. I think the clo- I, right I, now the closest betting line fight is Klein versus Jai Herbert. Oh no, Omar Morales, Chris Duncan is like a pick'em. The right Scottish now. Duncan. The Scottish. This, Duncan. I'm so confused already. I'm so I'm already. So <laughs> I get it. One guy is going to be Chris Duncan. One guy's going to be Christian Leroy Duncan. It's not the same. I, it's not the same name. But I'm mean, just them being on the same card is tripping me out. Okay, whatever. Even like lo, there's no like official line for Larone Murphy, Gabriel Santos. But right Sorry. now one one side has it at minus one seventy five for Larone Murphy, which mm-hmm. is for Lerone Murphy. So take that bet bet your ass up on that one. No disrespect to Gabriel Santos, but I think Laurel Murphy is the real deal. But it's just been so long since I've seen the man fight. So uh, lots to look forward to. UFC yeah. 286. We'll have your coverage all week. And, of course, uh, I will be back in New York for the watch party, some early watch partying, 5 p.m. or 4.45 p.m. Eastern, the start of the UFC 286 live watch party. And I'm, I'm pretty excited for UFC 286. I'm pretty excited. There's some – this ain't the – biggest star quality pay-per-view of the the three i think everyone was looking at 285 286 287 kind of those three cards this is probably the weaker of the three but this is still a pretty damn good card so very excited to to get ready for that and and watch it all play out let's see if marus can get his title back or if leon edwards can pick up another win in front of his home crowd a lot to like about ufc 286 and we'll be back live next week so thank you very much for listening to the program and always remember, ladies and gentlemen, the golden rule of on to the next one. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we'll have more fun following UFC 286 next week on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.